Greetings and welcome to the show. It's Wednesday, March 10th, and we are halfway through another week. I hope you all are still keeping up with your spiritual disciplines you've taken on for Lent, because we are actually halfway through Lent, and it's now when people begin to forget all about those disciplines. So let's keep it up. Last summer, a parishioner dropped by and offered my wife and I a sapling of a fig tree. The parishioner did this after I shared with him that we used to make fig jam from the tree we had outside our house down in Virginia. We would spend hours cooking down the hundreds of figs we would harvest from this tree and make roughly 50 jars of jam. Anyway, as a housewarming gift, this parishioner dropped off the sapling. Now, I've also learned that a fig tree up here in Connecticut requires a bit more care than down in Virginia. Here, the cold winter months are not good for the growth and survival of the tree. So the parishioner instructed me to either bring the tree indoors or to keep it warm by wrapping a rug around it if it stays outside. Anyway, we had this little tree all summer outside in the warm sun. I watered it on a regular basis, and after several months, we discovered a single fig growing on the tree. Now, one fig isn't going to make any jam, but the tree was only two and a half feet tall. We were excited that figs were growing. Or should I say, fig was growing. Well, one morning, to my sadness, this fig was gone, eaten by the local wildlife. So anyway, of course, the summer leads into the fall and colder weather. Eventually, I take the fig tree inside after it lost all its leaves and was dormant for the season. I placed it in our living room, thinking the tree will be able to sleep through the winter and, come spring, I'll take it back outside. Well, fast forward to January, and lo and behold, the tree is busting and blooming with leaves, and a dozen figs are growing off of it. Now, I haven't watered this tree since November, and yet, with little care from me, the tree has grown almost an entire foot in the winter months inside the house. I'm actually wondering if I'll be able to even get it out of the house when the time comes. Anyway, I share this story with you to highlight that growth oftentimes comes at unexpected times and during unexpected circumstances. As Christians, we tend our own faith and do everything we can to develop a deeper knowledge of God and stronger relationship with Him, and in the end, we feel like we haven't grown much. However, we misperceive the ideal conditions for spiritual growth. They aren't what you think the ideal conditions would be. See, a tree grows the most when the nutrients and the weather is in abundance and right. When a tree gets enough sun and water and the roots pull from the soil all the nutrients it can, then the tree grows considerably. However, if the weather doesn't offer much water and sun and the tree endures a drought and the soil is depleted of nutrients, the tree ends up growing just a little. When times are good, growth is good. When times are bad, growth is limited. This is how nature works. We see this in the rings of the tree. When the rings are far apart, we conclude that the seasons were favorable and growth was optimal. 
when the rings are close together, the season was less than favorable and growth was hindered. But in the spiritual life, growth doesn't follow that same pattern. In fact, it is the exact opposite. Our faith grows the greatest when circumstances are the most difficult and challenging. And that's because it's in these moments when we acknowledge just how dependent we are on God and on others. It's in this moment when the only thing we can offer is vulnerability and weakness. As the psalmist declares that the only thing God desires from us is a broken spirit, a contrite heart. If we had rings like a tree, our rings would be farthest apart in the valleys of life, not on the mountaintops. We spiritually grow at unexpected times and during unexpected circumstances. Our passage for today reflects this point. Paul, in his second letter to the Corinthians, wrote about how, in his weakness, he experienced God's overwhelming strength. It's in human weakness that we see God's greatest act of love and forgiveness upon the cross. It's also where we see God's greatest strength in the resurrection. Jesus shows that the greatest human strength is found in moments of weakness because we learn to depend on Him alone. A reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 5-10 through 10. Of that man I can indeed boast, but of myself I will not boast except of my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, it would not be foolish of me, for I would speak the truth. However, I better give up, lest somebody think more of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, lest I become proud after so many and extraordinary revelations. I was given a thorn in my flesh, a true messenger of Satan, to slap me in the face. Three times I prayed to the Lord that it would leave me, but he answered, My grace is enough for you. My great strength is revealed in weakness. Gladly, then, will I boast of my weakness, that the strength of Christ may be mine. So I rejoice when I suffer infirmities, humiliations, wants, and persecutions, all for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Words that stand out, my grace is enough, boast of my weakness, strength of Christ, all for Christ. These words echo a desire and need to see the good in all circumstances and also to rest in the presence of Christ as well. When we know God is with us, even the darkest of circumstances have light. So let us pray, connecting these words to our life. Lord, you say that your grace is enough, that your love for us is sufficient. At times it's hard to believe, so we ask for your help with our unbelief. We pray that we learn that your grace is truly enough, truly what we need, truly where we rest, especially in difficult circumstances. This past year has been a trial of resting in your strength. It has been a year of isolation and loneliness at times. It's been stressful and frustrating as well. This past year, we experienced 
vulnerability and weakness in many ways. But your light continues to shine for us in many ways as well, and we find hope in that. Thank you for keeping us together as your church. May we trust that in these moments of weakness, you are there and your strength carries us through. May we rest in the strength of Christ, your Son. Grant that our life reflects your life, and when we are weak, then truly we are strong in Christ. Amen. When we are weak, then we are strong. All because of our faith is in the one who created, redeemed, and sanctified. Make your arrow prayer for today. Mine is, your light continues to shine on me in many ways. May I find hope in that. God bless and have an amazing day now that we have centered it around God in prayer. As St. Augustine said, Pray as if everything depended on God, because it does, and act as if everything depends on you, because it does. Go and change a life for Christ today. I am Father Patrick, and you are listening to The One.